Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, episode 195, Faith, the 11th Hour Miracle, Tania and Greg's Story. Hey, loves, it is so exciting to be here with you this week, and I am coming at you with another amazing story of triumph from one of my miracle mamas. And this story, I mean, look, I love every single one of the women that I have the good fortune to work with. This story is definitely one for, I don't know, if there was going to be a record book of some kind for fertility success stories, this one is one that I think that when you hear it, it's going to touch your heart in such a powerful way. Because when I met Tania, as you will hear, she is an amazing powerhouse businesswoman. And she found herself in a place where she had had nine surgeries, repeated treatment failures, was struggling with recurrent miscarriage. But she was in a place where she was absolutely not ready to give up on the dream of being a mom. But to the outside world, having faced what she faced, it would have been really easy for her to give up on the dream. But as you're going to hear, Tania made a different choice. Tania realized that if she was going to overcome the physical challenges that she was dealing with, she had to up her mental game. She had to up the way that she showed up to this journey. She had to see past the fear, see past the negativity, and see past the scary statistics that she was facing and the current circumstances that she was living. And what's really funny is I can tell from a mile away when I can help someone and when I can't. And Tania's fire, I mean, you could see her fire from a mile away. And, and when from our very first conversation, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to I gotta work with this woman. I got to get my hands on her. And so I believe that, I mean, especially coming this time of year, that if you ever needed an inspiration or an inspirational story to keep saying hell yes to your dream of being a mom, you have got to turn to Nia and Greg's story up because it's going to, when you get to the end of this, you're just going to want to run through a brick wall. Your heart is going to be so full. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with the amazing, the legendary, and the blessed Tania and Greg. We'll just jump right in, Mama, because I know you got a lot going on. So, so well, why don't we start off by you sharing how you found yourself on this journey? We'll start there. That's a great place to start. Okay. So, first off, I wasn't quite sure if I wanted children in the first place until I met my husband, Greg. And he is just the kindest, most caring person, just you want to have his offsprings. Okay. <laughs> I met him. So I know that I know. Yes. Yeah, I, I totally yes. get where you're coming from. Yes. Okay. 
It's his kind eyes. Yes, 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 exactly. So I fell in love with this wonderful man and we would just talk about the future. And so I said, okay, well, let's just do it. Let's have some babies. So um, we met, we got engaged, we moved in, we got married in 2018. I am a little bit more mature than he is. And I know something about that. Yes. So I was 38 and I just felt like something wasn't right. I, I wasn't quite sure. So I started visiting doctors. And of course, you go to the first one. Oh, everything is fine. Keep trying. I wasn't sold. So I went to another one. And that's the one who was with me on a, like a two and a half year journey. Kind woman. And I just have unexplained infertility, right? So many, so many women out here have that little tagline. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have six pages of notes to go over. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this, Rosie. I have been waiting for this all my life. <laughs> you and I both have been waiting for this. I remember, I mean, like, yes. I'll never forget our very first conversation. It was like plain as day that this was happening. I think we both knew in our hearts that there would be this day. Yes. And so, okay. So we'll, we'll go back into it. So you meet Greg, you feel it in your soul. We're having babies. Something didn't feel right. You had a two ish year journey with yes. a physician. I mean, so like, did they ever quote unquote, find something wrong with you? No. So yeah. So let, and let me dive into that a little bit because it's going to give some people out there some hope and definitely a whole lot of faith. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yes. So, um, I was 38. We, we got the diagnosis unexplained infertility. And then we started doing IUIs, which is like the first step of the journey. And I would get pregnant. We're like, okay, this is going to be an easy journey. And then we would lose the baby. So we did a couple rounds of that. So then we said, okay, time to up the ante. Let's go ahead and start doing IVF. Went through it, um, got five healthy embryos and went through the first cycle, got pregnant. It didn't last. Then we went, um, recovered from that, got to give your body time to reset, did that, went in again, another cycle of IVF. I got um, pregnant and it was an ectopic pregnancy. So the baby was in my fallopian tube, quick emergency, go straight to the hospital. I will meet you there. Tell your parents to meet you there as well. And my husband and I really didn't understand what was happening and the severity of it until afterwards. So then we had to <laughs> fully recover from that. And then we said, okay, now we're feeling better. My body was reset. Then let's do it again. And then from there, I actually got pregnant and stayed pregnant for nine weeks. And then that was when we were able to find out that the baby actually lost blood to it. That's when I found out I had three fibroids. Mm -hmm. So then we had to have um, surgery to a DNC to, you know, have help the baby go to heaven. And then we also had to take away the three fibroids. 
then, so I have a cut just like a cesarean already. And then, um, so that took longer for my body to recover. And then from there, we kept having to go back because after a while, you're going to go back just to make sure the inside healed okay. Well, it did not. I had an, a septum. So that's like some scar tissue that was left. We had to go back in, had that removed the first time. Couple months later, guess what? The septum is back. Return of the septum. We had to go back in again. Like everybody literally at that clinic where they had the surgeries, like literally knew me. Then, so that was the second time. Then we had to go back for surgery number three to remove that same septum scar tissue that was left over. So literally I've like had like eight or nine surgeries and I've kind of blocked a lot of it out, those dates and times. I'm like, am I supposed to be celebrating? You know, many times all of this was happening like near the end of the year. So normally in, in the past, November was not a happy month because a lot happened during that time. Then, then of course, every time I would go to the doctor, I would have anxiety. I would be panicking. I would be upset. I would be crying before even getting any news just because of my brain talking to me about what had occurred in the past. So then we go back, do another round. And of course, we didn't get pregnant. So I said, okay. And and this is one thing that I appreciate from you. You always talked about your bump squat. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But one of my, because I'm in Mary Kay, one of my Mary Kay mentors, her name is Jen. She was actually really the only person I could talk to on this journey because she had done IVF. And she had talked about it herself. So she would tell me, Tania, if we need to go to a specialist in Boston, because that's what my old doctor said, because we couldn't get rid of the clinic, the, the septum, she said, I will meet you there. She's whatever it takes, whatever we have to do. You know, you need somebody like that, that will say, you know, as you're wiping your tears, that whatever we have to do, we're bringing a baby home. Yeah. 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 Not leaving without the baby not leaving here without the baby. So I, I thank goodness for Jen in saying that. And then um, as I went through, we said, because last November is when we had that last cycle and nothing, nothing went through. So we took some, I started looking on the internet and I actually started looking on the internet a little bit before that. And then that's when I found you. <laughs> and your book that is called, Am I the Reason Why I Am Not Getting Pregnant? And I'm like, yeah, because I think it is me. Like, it, it's me. <laughs> you know, I have a feeling that somewhere, somehow, I knew I was writing this book in part for you. Yes. Because, I mean, think about it to me. I mean, I have to like riff on that for a second because think about the kind of personal responsibility it takes to be able to ask that question instead of going into psychosis that Emma, is she blaming me? It's like, no, could it 
be me? Could there be a block in me? Tell me what made you buy that book? Because that title can trigger some people, right? But like, what made you say, yeah, it's me, the way you said that? You know, we put a lot of energy and time into the doctors, but I really felt like there was something I could be doing, period. You know, I, I knew that there was something that I could do. And so I said, okay, what, whatever is necessary, whatever I can do, I'm game. I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm ready. So that book just spoke to my heart. I think I read it that night and I was telling my husband, Greg, like, yo, she talks, this lady says she does coaching. I think I need some coaching. And he was like, okay, you know, do, let's, let's go to the next step. And then you said, and then you had a podcast, then you were on Instagram. I said, well, let me find her on there again and figure out what the next step is. Because my brain, after going through all of that, like my, my brain was, was done because nobody could help me because everybody in my life had gotten pregnant, like just breathing on their spouse. Okay. (laughs) Right. So I'm like, my mama couldn't help me, you know, friends, girlfriends. And so I knew I needed some other support and we get coaching in, you know, if I was a track and field runner, I would get a coach for that. If I was a, you know, dentist, I would get a mentor and a coach for that. So why not get a coach for your brain to help you in this journey, which is, I think, one of the the most important thing that I have ever done in my life, which is, which it's my job to tell other people how I made it to the other side. A hundred thousand percent, Tania. I mean, and you're raising a really good point there because when you think about the responsibility that comes with that blessing to get to the other side. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're in Mary Kay, you're, you know, extremely successful there. I mean, I know that part of what you're doing is showing others, you know, the way and how you did it so they can do it too. And that's totally what was fueling me. I'm like, I'm one of the most stubborn women you'll ever meet, you know? And I'm like, if I can make this change, I want to get my hands on other women like you who are as committed as I was to, to getting past this, but getting past this, not just so that I have a baby, but to get past this so that I could fulfill my destiny. I could be out there doing the things that I need to do and become the woman that has the baby because, and I'm sure we're going to get to this because the woman that I was before I started doing the work. I, I'm not, I mean, I would recognize her. I have compassion for her, but we don't even live in the same place anymore. Totally agree. I totally agree. I totally agree. And we have a picture of you in our baby room because you are our fairy godmother because I have totally changed. My, my brain is totally wired different. You know, like I... I go about my life differently. My, my words are different. And some of the things I can actually share with the ladies out oh, there. Yeah. Yes. So I have a section over here talking about what I have learned from Roseanne. Okay. <laughs> so one thing is, and the quote that you always say is the desire in your heart to become a mother is meant to be there. 
something, you know, you say it a little better than I can. Oh but no, I, that's like music have to, to my ears. Yeah, me to my yes. ears. Yeah. Yes, you have to own it. And so therefore it will come true. And so I have that plastered all over our house and I am a Christian. And so I do believe that faith without works is dead. You helped to give me the work that I needed to do to stir up my faith so we could bring our baby here. Um, Another quote is um, an exercise you would have us do because I quickly you know, once we learned about your program, I had that conversation with you. We signed up. I was in your class that next Saturday morning with the other ladies. And you would have us doing homework every week and exercises. And many times you would tell us to go open the door and welcome your baby in. And then I would do that all the time. You would also tell us to talk to your baby when you're we're in the car. So I still talk to the babies in the backseat and tell them how their daddy like missed the turn or, or how we can't make up our mind of where we're going to eat tonight. <laughs> and next time they're going to be the deciding factor of where we're going. You know, so we would be talking to our babies, having that faith and that because there's there's this, quish, this Christian quote that people always say, oh, it's God's timing. Wait on the Lord. Be still. It, it, it wasn't your time. Those things, can, when you're on the journey, can be perceived and taken as negative. And so I would have to block those people out who would say anything to that factor because my group, my, my group was already small. Right. So when they would say those those types of phrases, I'm like, OK, knock you off. Not talking to you anymore. You know, yeah. but. <laughs> Because, you know, sometimes we people just don't know what to say. And sometimes it's just best to say nothing. And so I wanted to make sure I hit that point today because, yeah, sometimes, yeah like that can mess up my brain. Like, what do you mean? I, I, it's not the time. Like, I am yeah. preparing my body for this. Well, you know, think about it, Tania. I mean, yet another bomb that you're dropping, which I love because it's really interesting. People can use faith just like they use gratitude to keep other people small. And I, I mean, I think you and I have the same God that has got deep pockets and, and, and puts these, you know, I mean, Hebrews 11, one girl, I mean, like faith is the substance of things hoped for, you know, evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. And what where you were coming from is a belief that look i'm what i'm asking for is driven by what's in my heart so if it's in my heart i know it's for me it's not it about, from him yeah it's not it's not that it, it's not my time it's not it's not that it there's just a process everything is preparation for what is to come exactly exactly my whole journey was necessary i didn't know i had fibroids until all of that occurred. So therefore the process was necessary. Me going to the other doctor was necessary. So during that time, there was this other Bible verse that stuck in my brain, which is Psalm 37, four, which says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And then I, during one of your other sessions, you had wave your magic wand, which was also known as your ink pen. (laughs) 
And you said, cross the bridge on a new thought. You can decide today, snap, that this is your magical wand, snap, now you've crossed the bridge. So instead of being wishy-washy, right? In the Bible, it says double-minded when saying, oh, this didn't occur correctly at my last appointment. So maybe this isn't for me. No, I stopped thinking like that. And I said, this is for me. It's just not right now, or I have to do some things different in my body to make sure that when this baby comes, that it stays forever. Right. So, so yeah, I, I totally agree. I I thank goodness for your, your magical wand. You're, (laughs) you're, you're wavering it several different times on our session to make sure that, that I crossed that bridge and stayed there in that realm of positivity, knowing what I felt in my heart, because you always say sometimes our brain just replays what has occurred, but your heart, those tears in your eyes, your heart, that's truth. So we have to rely on that truth. So plus you also say when you change your mindset, you change your results. A hundred percent. Which has been key for me for this program. You, you all, you have another quote that says, I trust my God. I trust my baby. I trust my body. I trust my God. I trust my baby. I trust my body. You know, when I look back on those eight, nine surgeries, I could have beat my body up mm-hmm. and said, shame on it. Right. What's wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. I chose to cross that bridge and say, okay, let's, let's try to fix you you know, as naturally as, as I can. And I was actually able to find another doctor online, okay, on Instagram, Dr. Cleopatra, which helped me with what I was eating, which, which helped me with um, my acupuncture points, which helped me with my anxiety. So I would be tapping away when I would be going into an appointment, relaxing myself along the journey because I knew the affirmations that you taught me in my head. So that partnership helped me when I was in that middle realm from November to March. I didn't have a new doctor till March of 2022. I think this is, this is so good to Nia because you're also raising the point that you, number one, made a decision. You crossed that bridge. You're like, no, nope. I've made a decision. I know where I'm headed. And I think so many women are afraid to just make a freaking decision and decide I'm going to be successful. You know, people will say, oh, how can you, you know, how can I just decide to be successful? Well, that's what you do. You do that in business. You do that in relationships. How could that be any different when it comes to your baby? You just make a decision that this is happening because you end that wishy-washiness you know, people think that making a decision is expensive. You know, what is more expensive than that is not making a decision. Yeah. You know, Cause you'll end up silver, what shiny object syndrome, chasing all these things and not being clear. And you were right. clear. Right. And I, and I, and I wanted this to be our destiny. I didn't want to delay. There's a couple other quotes that you say that there is no biological clock. You had another quote, that's my journey, it's my baby, it's my timeline. I have that all over my house. 
Okay, like it's Roseanne quote central. Okay. <laughs> and then I have other things. You oh. have a book that says, I am prosperity. I am prosperous. I am a great mama. I am a success. And I will be on Roseanne's podcast. <laughs> and I had all these. But guess what's down here? <gasps> November 2022. Okay. Oh, so yes. Yes. All these dates. All the dates, you know, the goal didn't change. It's just the date that did. I saw that you oh. changed the date too on there. I yes, the date. I mean, that I say that all the time, and women don't believe me. And I'm like, hey, we all have an idea in our mind of when we want this baby. Just yes. change the date. Don't yes. give up. Just change the date. Yes. Sometimes we're wrong. Yes. But okay, so Tania, do you realize from November 2021? Yes. Being in that dark place where November is not a good month yeah. for you yep. to November, 2022, it's Friday, November 11th, 11, 11, 22. You and I are here. Yes. And there's a whole lot that has changed. So I'm going to go through it real fast. Oh yeah, that. please. The floor okay. is okay. yours, so, mama. Like this so, is. Yes. I've been waiting all my life for this podcast. Yes. Here. Okay. <laughs> So um, I remember you said that when you and your husband were on the journey and y'all wanted to just celebrate life. And there was another thing that you did say that let's just say a cycle didn't go through great because we did do another egg retrieval, which we received zero eggs. And I was told that at the same time, I was told that I wasn't pregnant, right? Like, why do we have to tell both, both bad news at the same time? So I'm like, okay. So we decided to choose joy, that we were going to have joy all over the place. We went to Jamaica for Christmas. We had beautiful pictures. We were having the best spa day I have ever had in my life. We were able just to sit on the beach, play volleyball, enjoy the holidays, have a cocktail or five. Um <laughs> Just relax and, and enjoy each other because we said that no matter what is happening, whenever the baby comes, they are coming to a happy home. Mommy and daddy are happy individually. We're happy together. And we made sure that that was intentional. So we that was Christmas of 2021. Then again, watching my watching what I ate, I actually lost 20 pounds. Because yeah, you know how like those all those shots and I'm oh, yeah. I'm having shots in my butt when my <laughs> husband travels. My mama had to give them to me, so I was staying over there at their house, and she was crying the whole journey through that. And so <laughs> it had been a time, right? But what I know for sure is, like I said, it was all necessary. And so I had lost twenty pounds, and when I finally found this great doctor. And, and it was March. He said, okay, let's do all your test work. Let's do your husband's. And he said, let's, let's look at your AMH, right? That's like the first thing they test. So a normal 40-year-old, because I'm the wonderful age of 42, yes, a normal 40-year-old AMH would be uh, less than one. Mine was 2.8. Oh, I know. Like, like what? 2.8, yo, like, 
So I told Dr. Cleopatra, look at what you look at what you did. And I told you, look at what you did, look at what I did, look at what Greg did, look at what God did. Because this was a package deal, yeah. right? This was a, 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 a family that had built Tania back. And I was better than ever. I was better than ever. And um, my old doctor, some of those certain things had stayed in my brain. And she said, there's nothing. She said, there's, you have a uterus problem. And my, one of my mom's girlfriends said, I want to suggest you go to a Reiki. And so a Reiki kind of um, deals with energy. And um, Greg was like, yeah, do, do whatever you have to do. <laughs> you know, I believe in God, but I believe God has messengers that have his power that that can hear, hear, see, touch it, different things. And she said, you know what? There's nothing wrong with you. And sometimes you just may need somebody to tell you that. And, and I did. And she was actually a medium as well. And she said, yeah. And she was like, I hope you don't mind, but there's a, there's a woman, a grandmother figure that's trying to come through and she really wants me to send you a message. Are you okay with that? And I said, okay, well, let her come through. My mother's mother loved boxing, my grandmother. And she would say, you know, if you're ever in her house, Friday night boxing on HBO, you have to be silent or you got to go to bed. Okay. <laughs> so, so the Riki, she said, I want to do this. And I want to tell you to box and to pivot. She said, maybe on this journey, it may not be the way you want it to be, but just know you will have children, but you may have to change some things up to reflect the way you think it may happen. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm open. So Greg and I started looking into donor eggs and we actually got approved for that. We had to talk to a lawyer. We got approved for that. His, his numbers were great. We got approved for him to, to use his body parts and everything. All that was great. <laughs> and then the, the doctor said, okay, um, we can put more than one embryo in. I, I still had one and we can use the other lady's eggs. Cause I, I told him, I said, I don't care what nationality. I want the best eggs I can get. Okay. I want the youngest lady you can find. I need her eggs today. Okay. So he said, okay, so you're going to come back after you have your period in four weeks. Okay. And so I am still wondering where that period is. Okay. Because it hasn't been back. All right. So we got pregnant. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's do the math here. Yeah. So all of these IVFs, retrievals, IUIs, tests, surgeries, fibroids, flirting with a donor, openness, Reiki. I mean, and you're pregnant naturally on the eve of doing a cycle. Mm -hmm. And how many weeks pregnant are you now? I am 28. 28. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is just more evidence that the idea that if IVF doesn't work for you, surgeries don't work for you, that like you have to be open and you have to lean into the trust because your baby had a completely different plan. I mean, mama T was ready to do whatever it took, whatever, whatever, you know, and I think that's an interesting thing to explore because I think there's something that happens when you surrender the idea that it has to happen a certain way, you, you eliminate those saboteur stories and, and the things that we keep ourselves small with. And you just say, you know what, I'm surrendering this, whatever it takes, I'm ready. And then boom. I see that so often. Nobody believes me. They think that's all wishful thinking, but I see it every day and you're living proof. What do you have to say about that? I'm sure you've got a few things. I totally agree because I I also believe that you would talk about a feminine um, approach, which is receiving. And so I really made sure that I was doing that, like receiving in business, um, receiving help, support from, you know, my, my directors, my team, when um, I needed help, when, when before, you know, I was superwoman, I was doing everything. Mm-mm. I was receiving the help, receiving the support, you know, same thing from my husband. I would be, you would tell us to walk in our femininity. And I did that. And then I would say, um, and I would tell myself, whatever needs to happen is fine. Whatever way it needs to happen, it's fine. I turn the how over to Gus, God, universe, source, like you say, right? <laughs> I turn that part over to him, knowing that the, the end result is still going to be the same. It's just the how, I just didn't care. Right. You knew, I how knew the story he was going to figure that out. Yeah. You knew how the story was going to end. We just didn't know between like between those two places where you were and where you're holding your baby, we didn't quite know how that was going to happen. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Wow. So I have a partner over here. (laughs) How's it going? Oh my goodness. It's Mr. G. Like I just, (laughs) right. I'm having the most, I mean, you, you understand that Tani and I have been waiting Yes. For some time to have this conversation. I mean, yes. What do you have to say about all of this? Because I mean, it, it's such a first of all, it's a huge blessing to have you on here. There's only one other man that showed up on the podcast, and <laughs> and, and I love it. I love it because dudes need to hear this. Ladies need to feel empowered with their partner with this because when women start to, when we're going through this and we're reaching out for help, everyone's afraid to ask for help, or my husband's going to say this, my husband, you know, whatever. What do you have to say about your journey and all the things that you and Tania learned in this process? Right. First of all, um, you know, kudos to her speaking things into existence. I can, I can tell you how many times she said she's going to be on Rosen's uh, podcast mm-hmm. and there it is. Right. It's and so as she, show, she showed you, she wrote it down several times and 
eventually it comes to pass. And the moral of the story is don't give up, right? Mm-hmm. And it's been an incredible journey. You know, it's uh, clearly challenging, uh, at least in our case, it can be. And, and sometimes, well, most of the time, the majority of the burden, unfortunately, is on the woman. And, you know, as men, we can feel powerless that in that, you know, we tend to want to find solutions and, and help in that way, but it's a different dynamic. It's something you can just find a solution that works uh, necessarily. And, and so the thing to keep in mind is there are things that we can do. It's just not the typical thing of, okay, finding a quick solution here and there, right? So I wrote a few things down that. You guys are so prepared. <laughs> I told you both lately. I freaking love you. <laughs> so, you know, at least, so this is not, I'm, I'm not going to put it as this is what people should do, but this has been my experience. Um, you know, making sure we're on the same page is important. Communication is key. Uh, communicate how you're feeling, you know, expressing things, um, whatever the case may be. Right. So important that we do that and also continue living life as normal. Have fun, be silly with each other, you know, go out, uh, travel if possible, uh, go on dates, you know, live life as normal and, and do the, the nice things that brought you two together in the first place. Also be the calming voice or spirit that helps balance things out. I think also that that's been my experience. That's been important, providing stability, providing, you know, uh, at times th- things can get crazy, as you know, and being able to <laughs> <laughs> not add more crazy to it. And, and help. So, I like suddenly feel more calm, Greg. You know, Tania and I are like, like this, and then Greg comes into the room and we're like... <laughs> Things are calm again. We're so glad that Greg is here. Yeah. Wow. Well, great. I mean, like, what are some of the things that you saw changing in Tania? Because my husband's spoken about this too, about how it was hard to watch me like falling apart. But then seeing when, when I was starting to change and change the way that I think and start speaking life to the things that, that mattered to me, like so many things started to change. What did you notice? So first, she is the definition of perseverance. She doesn't, yeah. up, you know, you know, like I'm in awe of, of her. And I've seen the emotional growth of going through this, you know, at, at first how we both would be freaking out and, and you know, and her in not giving up in, in wanting to persevere, she would, she would look out for resources. She would research and, uh, and a testament to that. That's how she found you. <laughs> and, you know, so she would scour the, the earth to find whatever she needs to, to not give up, to continue. So perseverance. Uh, and I truly admire her strength. And, you know, Tania would be in bed post-surgery, on Zoom, having meetings, <laughs> like nothing just happened. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, She's boss lady. 
Yeah, and she does it so well that nobody, I'm pretty sure nobody noticed on those meetings, right? So she would just be, oh, I'm in bed today. You're up doing the meeting from bed, whatever. You know, and she carries on like that. So that uh, never give up that resilience, that growth, emotional growth of, you know, getting better with how we handle things and, and as she as we go through it. So also she, you know, she makes things look easy the way she, she handles it. She, she makes this journey look easy. She, you know, um, and uh, it's an important thing I was remembering to say. It's okay. Yes, I'm elated that she's my wife and has those qualities because you know perseverance is not just for this journey this life requires perseverance you need that because life is just the nature of life you need to be perseverant otherwise you know things are not going to go well for you in life so i'm really happy that she has those qualities and, and has grown emotionally and can ask for better so yeah, I mean, I can I love what you're saying, Greg, because in in the end, it's not just about getting pregnant, it's about staying pregnant and then having this family. Like it's obvious that all of these changes that were happening in Tania and all of these things that the two of you were were working on were in preparation for what family life is going to be. Right. Because it's not just like, eh, super cute. We're pregnant now. I mean, there's like this little one that's on the way that is going to expect the two of you to have your stuff together. I mean, it's it, it what you're really sharing here with us, Greg, which I, I really love. And I feel so much more calm now. Like it, it's just this steady hand and, and also this determination as a family to support each other because i mean i i know that you have so much respect and reverence for tania but i've got a lot of respect and reverence for you because a lot of men would have said oh you know that sounds like a bunch of witchcraft you know you're doing reiki you're doing this coaching you're you're watching what you eat you're doing all this stuff like when are we done right but what you did is you really had Tania, you really held her and, and you held to your values, you held to your faith, and you also held to the vision that the two of you had for your lives. Yeah. I mean, that's extraordinary. Well yeah. done, Papa Greg. <laughs> Thank you. She brought it out of me. <laughs> no, that yeah. was inherently there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so what are some of the lessons that the two of you, I mean, you shared a ton here, but were there any other things that you would want to share with women or couples that are finding themselves maybe kind of in that messy middle where things look bad? Like, what would you want them to know? I think when things are look worse, that means there's something good coming, right? That's been, for us, it was like at the last hour. Right, we were getting ready to go in a different, totally different direction with things when unexpectedly, well, kind of, yeah, right, so, totally unexpected. The possibility <laughs> was always there. Exactly. So, 
to not give up really is the moral mm-hmm. of the story. Uh, you know, the overall thing for us, I, I would say, because there's we had so many opportunities, so many reasons. Uh, she had so many reasons to give up. That's why I'm talking about her perseverance and resilience. And we didn't give up, right? Even when this didn't work, we kept going. I mean, I've been giving her shots, felt bad, was trying to find a better spot every time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but she was always a trooper. She always, okay, let's keep going. Let's. I'm like, okay, do we need to take a, a, a break? Do we need to, you know, so don't give up even when you don't see it. Just keep faith and... Yeah. And, That's and, right. Uh, That's right. We are also a big believer in speaking things into existence. So once you spoke it, it's going to happen. The, the, the trick is it's, it, it may not happen the way, the timing and how you want it, but it will happen. And oftentimes when it does, it's, it's even sweeter than what you, you expected. Oh, you hit the nail right on the head, Greg. I mean, and I just, I'm so happy for the two of you on so many levels because, and, and our stories are very, they have so many similarities because Asher came to us when, I mean, on paper, it looked like just give up, like it just give up. And like, and that just goes to show, I mean, I cannot wait for you guys to meet this little one. I mean, I I can tell you that like Asher, I, I was like, when I've, finally got to know him and his personality. I'm like, of course he made me wait. Of course this kid made me wait. So I can just, I can tell you from personal experience, you you got your hands full. You're going to have your hands full. It's, it's just fantastic. Tania, did you have anything you wanted to share kind of in, in parting love? Yes. I would also agree with never give up and every step gets you closer there. So maybe the first time you tried this milliliter of something and it didn't work. Well, now, you know, that didn't work. So it's going to get you closer to what will work. And sometimes we have to go through the journey to eliminate certain things because it's really, you know, Gus and science and and we're all working together. So I, I truly believe that if you keep the positive attitude. If you keep, you know, that word again, that faith, if you keep the faith, <laughs> we have that path plastered all over the house too. We made t-shirts. All I had it tattooed, girl. I mean, like, I know, I, yeah, it's I know. all the time. Yeah, yes. yeah. But that your dreams will come true. And yeah. so we are a prime example. Um, we're already, you know, many people have come up to us and said, hey, you know, have expressed to, to us, to him, to me, um, how they may be, um, going through a a journey and, and people really don't even know our journey. And so that's why this was important for us to do so that we can give back to others to say, Hey, through their journey, if God can do it for Hannah, who was waiting for decades, And she can do it for us and she can do it for you. No matter the timeline, because Gus is a a God of abundance and there's no timeline, it will happen. You just have to keep the faith. Yeah. And your baby is coming. Open the door, scream, tell him to come on inside. (laughs) Your baby is coming. Start talking to him. Um, I know for Greg and I, we have been 
manifesting um, our babies. I mean, we have people mailing us blankets. They didn't even know what we were going through. Nothing, like nothing. One of my mom's girlfriends gave us her son had a baby. They gave us like their playpen. No idea. They had no idea. So, and then his brother gave us some baby clothes. They had no idea, you know? So when you manifest, it will have, Gus will give you signs to keep going. Mm. Look out for those signs. And one of those signs, that's right. And one of those signs is for me, the 1111, which is why we're doing the podcast today. I know. 1111 is like new beginning. It's like uh, Gus keeping his promise to you. It's a sign that things are going great, that it's a sign of love. I would see it all the time. And I still do. And I would just rub my belly and say, okay, Gus, I, I know our baby is coming. And now I just rub my baby and say, I know you in there kicking. <laughs> so I mean, we are, we are just truly blessed. And so our, our, we're actually having a girl and her name is Faith. So yes, we just, my mom always says Faith brought Faith here. Yep. I can barely stand it, Tania. I may fall over right now. I mean, yeah. it, that's just, you know, and you two are just, it, it's such a delight. I mean, and this is like, I'm not saying this, you know, lightly. I mean, you two are exactly the people. And as I was starting to say earlier, Tania, you two are why I do this work. Why? It because it's seeing you so happy and seeing the two of you thrive, like, and see the seeing the two of you live your dreams. I mean, this is this is the best thing that could possibly possibly happen is to be able to show up to our lives, make decisions, know that things are hard, and you keep doing it anyway because the idea, like that, that anything is necessarily going to come easy. You don't have to make it hard, but the idea that there isn't going to be work, there isn't going to be trial and tribulation, and that there isn't going to be growth demanded for us is just crazy, right? In right. business, in family, in relationships, we're constantly in growth mode. And if you're not, it's stagnation. Like anyone who thinks that they're just going to be like hanging on, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. It's like you're constantly moving forward or you're sliding back. There's no middle ground. So, well, I am so grateful for the two of you. And I mean, I'll never forget like meeting the two of you in person in Dallas and like, yes, yes. So it's another testament to what, how this journey is a gift. It's the people that you're going to meet. It's going to be the things that you learn. It's the people that you become and ultimately the families that you're creating. So Thank you both for that. And I'm so glad you showed up, Greg. Like, I'm just so, it's so good to see. Yeah, Papa Greg. One more thing, Rosie. Of course, this woman, this is your time. Okay, okay. I just want to um, just take the time just to thank some people, if that's okay. Yeah, please. Um, I do want to, and I'm just so grateful for a business that I could be able to do from my home. So my Mary Kay business, you know, some days I could be curled up in fetal position, you know, in the bed with no makeup on. Then the next day I could be in the same position 
But at five o'clock, I was going to be, I would have some makeup on. And so I would do two Zooms for two hours and that would be enough. You know, I remember one time I was curled up in my office on the floor, got up, did a Zoom, went back on the floor, then got up next hour and did a Zoom and went back on the floor. There is no other business I could have done, no other job that the whole office would not have known my journey. Yeah. My boss would have had to know my journey, all my coworkers, because I would be missing days from work. I would want to be in bed. So I'm grateful for my Mary Kay business. And I just wanted to say that I want to thank my bump squad. Y'all out there, make sure you get a bump squad that says, and, and when I say bump squad, I mean, friends, some of my Mary Kay mentors, you know, they would be praying for us. They would say when we would get the results we didn't necessarily want, they would say, okay, what's the plan? They wouldn't say, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness. Like they didn't do that. They're like, okay, so what, what do we have to do next? Like that bump squad kept me going. The yeah, there's no victimhood. There's yes. no victimhood. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Like, and, and, and like, I could just cry from the text messages that I've received just to say, hey, just thought of you today. I would get a random little card in the mail with the word faith on it from my best friend, Tanya in in Virginia, (laughs) who knew no idea what we were going to name our daughter whenever it happened, right? Again, manifesting, but having the right people in your circle. And so I'm grateful for that. Of course, I thank God for you because you helped change my mind in order for me to be the best Tania I could be. Then, of course, I want to thank my parents who helped to take care of me, us, when, you know, Greg does own his own business. And guess what? He has to work. So, you know, somebody would have to feed me because I couldn't walk down the stairs because of surgery scars and all of that. You know, everybody knows my, my parents are like the Huxtables. They are the best. Everybody calls my mom and my daddy for questions, help, support, whatever, you know, a, a, just a sound, a sounding board. And yeah. so I'm grateful for them. And of course, I thank God and my husband because, you know, they kept me going when I hadn't crossed the bridge yet to stay positive, you know? So I'm grateful to them. I'm, I'm grateful for his family who are so supportive. I'm grateful to my brother and his wife who are so supportive. And, um, and I just wanted to take that time to just say that because it, it really does take a village. It takes a village. And, and we know our, our child, our little baby girl faith right now, but we're, we're going to have EJ. That's, that's Emmanuel Jr. That's, that's Greg's first name, Emmanuel. So we're going to be doing this again. Okay. So, oh, I know you will. Yes. I know you will. Yes. I so know you dreams. will. Yes. And the I, dreams have already come in. So. Yeah. And I love that, Tania. And, and I especially love, cause so many of my mamas like, are like, you know, after they have their baby, they decide, oh my gosh, you know what? I do want to work from home. I'm going to be putting a link to your information into this so that if they want to start their own business and be a boss lady, like that they can get on that team of yours because 
it's, it's like the natural next step. And I, I, I obviously believe that entrepreneurship is the way to go. Yeah. So, but anyway, but thank you so much for sharing that. And I love that you're demonstrating how gratitude is so critical on this journey and, and bless you for taking the time to bless other people, not only with your story, but with the gratitude you just shared here, because all you're doing to Nia is just spreading that love. And I thank God universe source every single day for you, for Greg, for all of the people that I get to get my hands on in this lifetime, because it's just such a delight to see you all so happy and and living your dream. So thank you for the generosity and the openness for sharing that here. And I know you're going to be touching so many lives all over the world. So thank you both for that. And we did I mean, November to November, girl, November to November. This is how quickly your life can change when you make a decision. Loves, didn't you just absolutely positively fall in love with Tania and Greg? I mean, I can't imagine that listening to them, that you aren't absolutely pulling for them and their beautiful baby girl that's coming, Faith. You see, this is what's possible when you make a decision. This is what's possible when you decide that you are going for this dream and you are not going to let anything get in the way or in between you and the baby that you know is meant for you. Tania is living proof of what's possible when you take a stand for the desire in your heart to be a mom and you get fearless. So if you want to learn what I taught Tania, my Fearlessly Fertile Method programs are for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months and say, hell yes, to covering their bases, mind and body. So you don't have to look back on this time in your life with regret. I work with women that are committed to success, just like Tania. To apply for your interview for this program, go to my website, www.frommaybe2baby.com and apply for an interview there. My methodologies help women around the world make their mom dreams come true. Their results speak for themselves. If you don't have a mindset for success in this journey, baby, you got to keep and hold in your strategy. Let's fix that shit and set you up for success. Till next time change your mindset, change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.